The following message is from Temple Bible Church. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit www.templebiblechurch.org. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful for sending us a Savior, for sending us your Son. We honor Him this evening. We're grateful for every day you give us. And Father, on this day, we especially thank you for the incarnation, for Christ becoming man. We honor you in Christ's name. Amen. So Christmas Eve, I love the responses of kids on Christmas time, don't you? We had uh, so many kids up here, uh, not just tonight, but uh, this morning there were so many of them up here. Uh, about three of them disappeared, and we found them uh, about three o'clock this afternoon somewhere. I'm not sure where, but uh, they're frantically searching for moms and dads. That's not true, but the, it was a great time with them. And I, I love the responses of kids at Christmas time. And uh, so if you've talked to your kids, they have a little different view of the Christmas story, Right. And so tonight I want to talk about the responses of Christmas. We're going to look at some kids responding to Christmas. Then afterwards, we're going to look at the responses of the shepherds two different times and then Mary one time. So the response of kids to Christmas, watch this video, and then we'll talk about shepherds and Mary. Once upon a time, baby Jesus was born. Mary. This is Jesus. Mary? Mary. Um, Adam? Mike? Claude? Joseph? Joseph? A camel. They walked. They had to ride on horses for days. The fairy came down, and then they flied. And then the fairy flied. He got there and he said, do we have a home? And he said, that's the only place. And the homekeeper said, there's no rooms left unless you don't, ca- don't care if you sleep where the sheep and the cows live in. And they tasted it and it was all stinky. And do you know what kind of animals they had? Cow, lambs, sheep, a horse, two donkeys, goats, pigs. And then when Mary was sleeping, she had the baby Jesus. And when the cows awoke, then the baby, the baby was born and laying in the manger. And you know what? Jesus turned out to be their own, to be their own child. Away in the manger, there was no blankets, only this hay. I thought I can sing. he could play with. A bottle and some toys. Baby food. Rattle. They brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There we go. 
so tonight, go home and ask your kids and your grandkids a Christmas story, right? I love the three amigos. That's the greatest answer there is. I think we broke every social norm there. Little Asian boy talking in Spanish. So we had it all covered right there. But uh, the responses of Christmas story are great. I'd love it for kids to respond. We look at the first Christmas, we see the response of the shepherds on two occasions and a Mary on a single occasion. And I'd just like to share that with you briefly tonight as we look at that. So when our Savior tiptoed down heaven's throne, from heaven's throne down the stairway, he was met with these different responses. And really the first response came from the shepherds. The shepherds spread the good news. Their response was an outward response. And I get that from Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, we see the response was outward because it said, so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. If you look at that text, it says they spread the word. You see, when they saw the Christ child, they couldn't keep the message to themselves. Their response was an outward response. They had so much excitement when they saw the Savior. You know, I've tried to imagine this scenario many times. We, we've had the privilege to be in Bethlehem on several occasions, and we go to a cave there, and we sing some Christmas carols, and as we look out from that cave, you can only imagine the hillside looking over Jerusalem where these shepherds were. And all of a sudden, this light appears, and I'm sure they, they, they backed up, and they, and they shuddered to imagine what it was. And they were just normal men like us, men and women like us, men actually with the sheep, but they were people just like us. I'm sure they were sitting around a fire, it was nighttime, and they're probably talking about the Romans, and they're probably talking about their families and talking about the latest chariot race back in Jerusalem. And then all of a sudden this creature appears and all this light appears, and they hear this message coming from the heavens. As they hear this message, all of a sudden they're told they have a mission, and the mission is to go into the city of Bethlehem, and they'll, there they'll find a babe lying in a manger. He'll be wrapped in swaddling cloths. And so as they went on this mission, they came there, and when they saw this, they had to spread the word. And so the response of the shepherds was an outward response. It was an outward response. If you look at what they're doing, they're so excited they couldn't contain themselves. You've had situations like that when you're so excited you can't wait to tell somebody what happened, Right? Anybody in here get engaged this year, get married this year? Did you tell anybody? Anybody in here graduate or uh, get your first car this year? You know how exciting it is? Did you tell anybody? Anybody out there have their first grandbaby or baby? You remember how exciting it was? Did you tell anybody? I mean, it used to be we'd pull out pictures. Now we pull out our phone and show pictures to everybody, right? And if you had your third and fourth baby, you probably did not have pictures to show anybody, right? You know what they say, when you have your first baby, if they swallow a coin, you take them to the emergency room. Your second baby, you look for it the next day in the toilet. And your third baby, you take it out of their allowance. <laughs> you can't contain, they could not contain their excitement. They are so excited about what God has done, so excited about seeing this Christ child that they couldn't contain themselves. And as they went, they spread the word concerning the child. You see, these shepherds, we're looking outward. Can't contain themselves. Had the privilege this year, my son lives and his family live in Houston, and uh, he's an Astros fan, and, and we grew up listening to baseball on the radio together, and we're Rangers, Astros fans, and so I told him, I said, Daniel, if the, I've got one thing left on my bucket list, and that's a World Series game, so if the Astros make it, then uh, I'll buy a couple of tickets, and you and I can go to the game. I should have checked on the price of those tickets before I made that promise, but I made the promise, and so he found a couple of tickets, and we got those tickets and went to the game. 
We went to the Sunday night game. If anybody's an Astros fan, do you remember that game? That was a 13 to 12 game that went like 12 innings. And, and so the game was back and forth, back and forth. There'd be home runs hit and the lead would change several times. And the whole time people could not contain their excitement. I mean, there were guys high-fiving, hugging. I had a guy, I thought I was gonna marry him before the night was over. He kept <laughs> hugging me and kissing me on the cheek. I mean, you couldn't contain their excitement. You know what that's like. That's the response of the shepherds to the Christ child. They couldn't contain their excitement. And when I think about the incarnation and the story of Jesus becoming a man and God invading our planet, our response should be no different. Our response should be the same. We have the privilege and the responsibility to tell others the good news. Not just the good news, but the great news that Jesus Christ was not only born, but he gave his life and he died on our behalf and we can have eternal life through him. And that is great news that we should not keep to ourselves and we should be as excited as the shepherds were because the scriptures are very clear. They spread the word concerning what they had told, been told about the child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They couldn't keep it to themselves. So the response of the shepherds initially was outward. The response of Mary was inward. The response of Mary was inward. Mary had the angel Gabriel appear to her. She knew she was going to be pregnant with the Son of God. She knew these things were going to happen. And the response of Mary was inward. It says this later in Luke chapter 2, verse 19. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. See, when the baby Jesus came, he came to this manger. It was probably a stinky place, as a little girl said in the video. It was a place where animals were stabled. It was a place that was probably filled with the smell of urine and dung from these animals. Uh, the innkeeper was busy, Bethlehem was busy, and he barely had time to take care of his, his guests, much less their animals. And so as, as Mary gave birth to Jesus, as Mary gave birth to Jesus, she's fine, the baby is fine. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're tired. If you look at, in the stable at that night, you would see shepherds over here sitting in, in silence and they're in awe and amazement and astonishment what they've seen. And, and sitting over here, probably leaning against the wall of the cave is, is Joseph. He, he can't imagine what happened. If anybody's eyes are heavy and falling asleep and he's getting ready to nod off, and perhaps he does as he watches the candlelight flicker against the walls, it's Joseph. He has just been the midwife to deliver the Son of God. He didn't remember the last time he sat down. And as he is there, as he is there, experiences what, 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 what had to be an amazing time for him. And he leans against the wall and you can see Joseph beginning to nod off. But then this young Jewish girl, this young Jewish girl ponders and treasures everything that's in her heart. And she probably looks at that baby in her arm and she recognizes this is my son. No, this is his son. This is our son. This is his majesty. She remembered the angel said, and his kingdom shall never end. But as she holds him in his arms, he doesn't look like a king. He is the light of the world straining to see. He is the bread of life suckling at her breasts for nourishment. He is the sculptor of the world and his hands can fit around, his hand can fit around their finger. Although in Genesis 1, in John 1, it tells us that he was the one who sculpted this at the command of the Father. And so as we look at this, we recognize that Mary is probably the person that knows more about God than anybody in the world at this point in time. She pondered and treasured these things in her heart, pondering, reflecting, and treasuring. 
You know what that takes? It takes time. We live in a busy world, and I don't know, this month is the busiest of every month usually in our lives and probably your lives as well, and it's amazing how much we try and cram into a 30-day period, isn't it? Parties and dinners and presents and cooking and wrapping and family coming in, and it's a great time. But for most of us, we don't take time to ponder, to think. Here's my encouragement tonight. Tonight when you go home, before you rip open those presents or enjoy that meal, why don't you just take five minutes as a family? And I'd like for you to do two things. Turn out the lights in your house except the Christmas tree. And look at the lights on that tree. And I want you to remember that those lights represent the light of the world. And then as you look at those lights, you'll see a reflection for the ornaments. Ornaments don't create light, they reflect light. And so as you look at the lights, be reminded that Jesus came on this day, tomorrow actually, over 2,000 years ago, and he is the light of the world. And then when you look at the reflection of those ornaments, would you thank God that he's given you the privilege to be an ornament, to be one who reflects the light, one who reflects Christ. He is the light, we are the ornaments reflecting him. The first response of the shepherds was outward, they had to spread the word. The response of Mary was inward. It was inward. She pondered these things. So take a couple of moments when you get home tonight and ponder Jesus as the light of the world and we as a reflection of that. And then the shepherds at the end of Luke chapter 2 glorified and praised God for the good news. Their response was upward. Their response was upward. When the shepherds were gone back, Luke chapter 2 is very clear about what it says there. It says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and all the things they had seen. When the shepherds went back, their focus was upon God, not themselves. They didn't go back saying, hey, I I must have been special because I was selected to see the Messiah. They didn't write a book and go out on tour. They didn't go in front of the Jerusalem uh, Gazette or in front of the Jerusalem televisions and have an audience there. Not even the Pharisees and Sadducees came and interviewed them. Their focus was upward. As they went back to the flock, they were praising and thanking God for all they had seen and heard. What had they seen and heard? They heard these words, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. And what they saw was a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. So the first response of the shepherd was outward. They couldn't contain themselves. The response of Mary was inward. She pondered and thought about these great truths. And then the second response of the shepherd was upward. As they left that place, as you're going to leave this place in a few minutes, we leave praising God and glorifying God and thanking him for all he's done. So I ask you tonight, how are you responding to the good news? The good news that joy to the world, the Lord has come. The good news of a way in the manger, no crib for his bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down a sweet head. When we ask the question, what child is this? How do you respond to that news? I pray you'll respond outwardly by telling others, not containing the great joy that we know. And you'll respond inwardly by pondering on these great truths tonight. And you'll respond upwardly. In a moment, we sing one final song, praising God for the night that Jesus became a man. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the responses of the shepherds and of Mary. And Father, tonight, we respond outwardly by telling others of the good news. And we respond inwardly right now by pondering the great truth that the Messiah, 
the King has come. And we respond upwardly right now by saying all praise and glory and honor be to you. If you're here tonight and you're not sure if Jesus Christ, the one who became a baby in Bethlehem, who became the Savior who died for you in Jerusalem, I invite you this Christmas not to leave this room without making sure that you've asked him for the forgiveness of your sins, that you have a new life in him. If you know the Savior, you're responding outwardly by telling others. You responded inwardly by pondering this great truth and responded upwardly by praising and glorifying him for all that he has done. Father, we give you glory and we give you honor. In the name of Jesus, amen. Would you stand with us? A tradition at TBC is for us to end this service by singing Silent Night. city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father 
who is in heaven. Father, we desire for our lights to shine brightly for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas.